Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hi, this is Charles Kelly. How are you doing? Uh, I want to ask you a question. Uh, are you going on holiday this summer? And are you going abroad on holiday? Uh, I, I'm going to stay away from airlines and travel for the moment. But uh, at some stage, I might want to travel. And I've heard of a lot of people uh, going off to travel this this summer. And in fact, um, I was speaking to a concerned father today. And he's concerned that his daughter is <clears throat> flying off to Spain with her friends uh, th- this summer and uh you know although they're taking precautions he- he's still still worried you know so but what what you do need to check apart from the the safety aspects of things i think what you you do need to check is your your insurance and the reason i say that is because you need to check your insurance to see if you're covered for things like cancellation now what if you have to cancel because New quarantine measures are brought in on, on your return to to this country or another country, and your your policy says, "Well, no, you're not covered for there." Then you might lose the money you paid for flights and accommodation, or or a package holiday if if you're not covered. So I think you, you need to make sure that you are covered if if you travel. Now, what's happened last week is that air corridors have been announced, these so-called another new phrase that we'd never heard of, like a bubble or social distancing and that sort of thing. These air corridors have been set up between uh, participating countries like, you know, Spain and Greece and France. I think France wasn't an air corridor because we can just drive there. But, uh, you know, the, these countries are set up so that if if British people travel between those countries, there's no problems either side. and. Some countries are not included in that. For instance, Portugal, which is, is, is a very popular holiday destination for Brits, and Portugal has a lower uh, infection rate than Britain, according to official figures, so they're, they're not happy about that. Sweden, for some reason, I thought Sweden was all okay. They were doing their own thing and not, not even having any lockdowns, but maybe that's backfired on them. And America, which is a, a huge destination for British people, you know, with Disneyland and uh, California and New York and you know all these wonderful places to visit. I love going to America, but I won't be going there at the moment. Uh, now you need to check. Basically, does your policy cover you if you have to cancel due to restrictions? For, for instance, quarantine restrictions. Because you know, up until a, a week ago, they were saying everybody who comes into the UK must self-isolate for fourteen days. Now they're saying well, it doesn't apply to some countries. It doesn't apply to uh, people coming back from air corridors. Although, you know, I mean, I mean, in theory, you could uh, drive to somewhere like Spain or, or Portugal and come back through France and no one know where the hell you've come from. You know, when you you drive back through uh, France on the on the Eurotunnel or the ferries, you know, they're just waving you through There's you know, hundreds of cars coming through and they're just maybe checking your passports and, and off. They, they haven't got time to check everything or, or say that you have to self-isolate. And I think this self-isolation is a bit of nonsense anyway, because they've got no way of actually uh, checking these things. They've got no way of policing it. I mean, millions of people come through Heathrow uh, and they get on a tube uh, into London on the train 
uh, or, or on the Heathrow Express, packed in like this with the commuters. And, you know, hardly people, people are not even wearing face masks when you go out. I don't know why they just don't make face masks mandatory in the UK. Then it will solve all of this c confusion. Uh, you also need to check if your travel insurance covers you for catching uh, coronavirus, COVID-19 or whatever, uh, caught while on holiday. Now, some policies cover you if you catch it in the resort. But how would you know where you've caught it? You know, it, it, maybe there's an outbreak in that resort. But, but check your travel insurance. A lot of people have annual travel policies, which may have completely different clauses to, to new policies. Um, an annual policy is good if you travel on, on holiday you know, several times a year. It also covers you if you are just traveling, say, for a weekend, like you're going for a weekend break in, in the UK or in your own country. Now, most people would never take travel insurance for that that uh, uh, little short breaks. But if you have an annual policy, you are covered. So if anything goes wrong, you lose something, uh, theft or, you know, cancellations, or you just have an accident and you can't work, at least you've got some cover there. And that's why I like annual policies. But you may need to uh, check if the annual policy is valid for the type of travel and the, the type of situation we're in now. And the reason I say this is because thousands of travellers are still waiting for refunds from Ryanair, the old Ryanair, good luck to them, yes, God bless them, uh, and I think EasyJet and some of the other budget airlines. And the, these are trips cancelled through no fault of their own, cancelled by the airline, uh, and they, they haven't got their money back. Now, this, this Michael O'Leary says he's they're working through thousands or millions of, of refunds, uh, and, and this comes at a time when, you know, the holiday season is starting to get up and running again and people are are now traveling. Uh, I think if I traveled, I'd want to book a whole row of seats. I'd want to book three seats and pay for three seats and sit on my own, you know, like this. And no one's sitting here. But I I'm not even sure if you can do that. Uh, so so that, that's one thing to watch out for. These are the kind of quick fire money tips. Now, other thing to watch out for. Uh, now, we all try and make a bit of money, don't we? we we're all concentrating on earning money, going out and, and making money and you know, maybe in a business, maybe in a job. But sometimes we don't look at what's coming out the other end, like a, a leaking drain that's draining out your your all your water or a leaking pipe that's losing all the water that's on a water meter. Um, it's all right money going in the, the bucket, but if the bucket's leaking and the money's going out, it's, it's not much use. And one of the ways they can go out is through liabilities. These are things that come and bite you, like, you know, you're driving along and you get a ticket. You're just driving down the motorway with all the other traffic and suddenly in the post you get a ticket. You've done one mile over the, the limit. Uh, that's a liability. Or you park in the wrong place in London. You think this is the right parking space, but no, it's not. There's a little sign up there that says this is this this thing is not valid today or it's only valid on certain days. I had, I had one in, a, in an area where they had different restrictions according to uh, the, the flow of traffic. So I thought I was okay on a Saturday, but no, I, w I wasn't. So these are like liabilities. And one of the liabilities that's coming is coming up more and more are these gaming apps. Now, a lot of people give a smartphone to a child and say, so, you know, you can go and play these gaming apps and they think they might have to pay a fee and they think it's a one-off charge. But one dad was horrified to, to, to end up with a £4,600 gaming app bill uh, where his his daughter played this gaming app on 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 a on a phone. She's eleven years old, and he paid four pound ninety nine to pay play this game. So yeah, all right, Dad, can I play this game four ninety nine? Yeah, go 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 on four ninety nine. Have fun, you know, live life. You know, I'll take a chance on four ninety nine. But it was a game called 
Roblox, 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 Roblox. They've got these little uh, cartoon type box type shaped figures in yellow. Now, I'm not into gaming at all, but uh, apparently then there was this recurring charge and she and and this daughter kept playing. And it's called a multiplayer game. Uh, they've got 100 million users worldwide. Next thing you know, he's saddled with a bill for £4,600. Horrified. And this is not the first time this has happened. So these are the things you've got to, you've got to watch. You've also got to watch recurring fees on your credit cards. Like you, you signed up for a course and you, you don't want it anymore, um, but you've forgotten about it. So check your credit card statements. Check your bank statements for recurring charges that you may have forgotten about. Also check your direct debits. Check those DDs, those those direct debits. It's easy to see the monthly ones going out, but some direct debits are annual. So suddenly an, an annual direct debit, whack, you know, five hundred pounds or something for for insurance. Check that you know you you've got that covered, particularly on credit cards because they're they're a little bit more difficult to cancel than uh, bank direct debits. Uh, and this is one of the things I look at in my in my book. Yes, money can buy you happiness. And I'll be, I'm, I'm actually launching a course on this as well, uh, the Smart Manager course, Smart Money Manager course, which goes through uh, how to manage your money, how to become a smart manager, how to check your records, how to record things, how to, to manage your money and how to manage your life much better so that you, you, know, you can live more of a stress-free life rather than being worried about bills or worried about going overdrawn or, or finding that you've gone overdrawn and, and that's the worst thing. And then the bank bounced direct debits for your mortgage company which means you've missed a payment doesn't look good on your credit file believe me and uh, or you've missed something and then the bank charge you 40 pounds for an for an unover, unauthorized overdraft even for a, for a day so to, these these are things you need to to look at and and become a better money manager because money management is is life management it's about running your life in an organized fashion so that things don't come up and bite you as these these liabilities do because there's always somebody out there it's like a jungle out there there's always someone out there waiting to shoot an arrow in you you've got to watch this way you've got to watch that way always be vigilant because somebody's out to get you <laughs> that's the the paranoid the paranoid mantra someone's always out to get you you know be careful out there do it to them before they do it to you and all that sort of stuff but seriously uh, i'm not being paranoid I'm, I'm just saying there is always something waiting around the corner to to, 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 to bite you, whether it's a, a con or some email you open and you think it's okay and you click on something. There's always someone out to either scam you, take money from you, or you know, take recurring fees like that, like that gaming app. So be you've got to always be watching out because no matter how clever you are, we all fall for things sometimes. So so just be careful. Uh, so I other thing maybe a bit of good news here. If you've got a car loan you can now apply for a payment holiday uh, just like you can for mortgages and other loans, so that that's that's great news for people that uh, need a bit of relief on this. Uh, whether it will affect your credit rating or not, they say no. I don't believe it. Somehow, uh, people are now starting to get more of these uh, business bounce back loans. There have been huge delays, but some of the banks that are, are seem to be successful at the moment are uh, challenger banks like Starling Bank, uh, Tide Bank doesn't seem to be much use at the moment. They they say you can apply for loans, but then they say they haven't got any money. So I think the tide waiting for the tide to come in won't work with Tide Bank. But if you go with Starling Bank, then uh, what I've heard about them is it's it's good news. HSBC, Metro, NatWest, you just wait forever with them, especially Metro Bank. They're just completely useless, Metro Bank. If anyone's out there works with Metro Bank, please make a comment and tell me that you're not useless because I found Metro Bank to be 
that the worst bank to apply for loans. Yeah, they're very nice when you go in the branch and they've got all these people there. I don't know what they do, but there's loads of people and it's all this. They call them a store. You know, it's American style store open seven days a week, but now not open seven days a week. I think they've come to their senses there. And then they're using the, the COVID-19 as an excuse to say, actually, it was very expensive to open seven days a week to later look at night. And the staff rotor was costing us a fortune. Uh, but anyway, if, if you apply for a, a loan from them, I, I, I've had experience with them. They're just completely hopeless and still are. Plus the fact that they've been in a bit of trouble, haven't they, as well. Um, now, as as in case you're not aware of what's going on in the UK, a lot of businesses started to reopen last Saturday. We had Independence Day. Some of the, the crowds in the street got a bit out of hand. So we could see another spike in, in infections. I don't know. But to me, it seems like young people just out there having a good time and they don't think they're ever going to get infected, that they're always invincible. And, you know, if you look at the photos in more depth, like these photos of Bournemouth Beach, if you look actually closer at them, you zoom in on them, you see that people are actually keeping a metre apart. They're not like this, like on a train that you see people probably do every day, but there are there are actually a metre apart. But obviously, if you look at it from a skyline sort of photo and you look down, you see these hundreds and thousands of people. It looks bad, but people want to go to the beach. Bournemouth Council do not own the beach. You know, they, they, they you know, people who live by the coast can't say, don't come here. Or if you live in the Lake District, don't come here. We don't want your infection. You don't own the Lake District. You don't own the Peak District. You don't own the beaches. So people who live in towns want to sometimes get a bit of sea air. And they shouldn't be put off by moaning minis. Oh, don't come to our beaches. And, and we're going to put up parking charges or stop people parking in the countryside. It's all a lot of nonsense. Let's, let's just, you know, live and let live a little bit. But yeah, if you do go to the beach... Do take all your rubbish and crap home with you. Don't leave it on the beach. But actually, when I looked at those photos over the weekend of people in the street drinking, because, of course, Westminster closed off half the streets and, and made them pedestrianised. And, of course, that encouraged people to spill out on the street drinking. Uh, but if you look at them, they're not actually that close together. So I don't see what all the fuss is about, really. And businesses need to open. Businesses need to make money. Because we're, hit, we're entering the worst recession for, you know, maybe since the 1930s, since the war sort of years. And certainly it's the worst economic contraction on you know for, for 40 years that we've gone through in the last few months. And I don't see that we're necessarily coming out of it that quickly. Uh, I don't think we've really dealt with all the problems from the last 2008 recession, frankly. I really don't think that that was all, you know, because it was only fairly recently that the, the government said, we're, we're seeing an end to austerity measures, right? Do you remember they said, you know, austerity is, is about to end. That means they've had to cut back and I, they call it austerity. I call it living within your means, frankly. The, the country was in a mess in 2008. They had to kind of draw in a bit and live within in the means of the country because, you know, we're always borrowing anyway. We don't live within our means. And they were saying that was coming to an end, meaning that we'd only just come out of the, the last recession. And now this one's hit us again. It's like, you know, you're you're trying to get out of quicksand and, and you're just about to get out and someone comes on with it and puts their foot on your head and pushes you down into the quicksand again. That's what's happening at the moment. And, and I don't think we're out of it. Although property prices have come back a little bit. You know, they've come back in some areas to where they were. Share prices have bounced back, but that's due to institutional money, I think, and, and foolish fund managers. Um, and, and yeah, businesses have started to get back. Unemployment should, you know, there should be a little bit less unemployment around if, if businesses start to, to employ people. but. We've already been held together by two things, low interest rates and this job furlough scheme. 
Without that, I think we'd be really stuffed in this this recession. I've lived for a lot of recessions, and I remember those recessions being followed by high interest rates, and it was really a killer and high unemployment. So, but this time we've got the job furlough scheme that's kept people in employment. They've kept people from, uh, you know, starvation, frankly, and uh, from from going on onto benefits. But if that comes to an end, we're really stuffed. However, there's talk. Uh, that, that maybe this week they're going to launch an extended job furlough scheme for people that can uh, also do some work and be on furlough. So I, I'm not quite sure how that works, but I suppose that's better than them being fully on the on benefits and claiming uh, universal credit because then it costs the country a lot more money, I think, because when you're on universal credit, you're claiming your mortgage payment, you're claiming your rent, you're claiming everything. And that 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 is expensive. So we, we shall have to see. But I don't think we're out of the woods yet by any means. We're not even out of the woods in terms of the, the, the infection. We've seen how it's bounced back in America. So, you know, all these billions that we're spending uh, and really printing, if you like, the governments are printing all this money. They're creating all this money to, to keep us going through this recession. But that has to be paid back in some way in, in the future. First of all, it has to be paid back uh you know, the, the debt, the national debt has to be cleared up in some way or another. And secondly, it, it also devalues the, the, the value of cash because the more money you print, the more money's in circulation, eventually the less that money is going to buy. And it will lead to a kind of inflation uh, or it will just lead to a deflation of the value of the, as, as the minister, the pound in your pocket or the dollar in your pocket. It's going to lead to a, to a, a, a devaluation of cash. So, over the years, the, the longer you hold cash and it's and it's earning very little, uh, the, the less that money will buy in, in, in years to come. Now, in, in terms of investing, uh, the, Boris announced this build, build, build program last week, build, build, build. But in that, that announcement, he, he said that he would be relaxing uh, uh, planning restrictions or bringing in legislation to relax planning restrictions, which he feels and the government feels is holding up. Uh, uh, developments and people who want to change use of properties and change properties from say shops to offices he feels that the the planning laws are holding this up and there's no doubt about it that I, I sat on a planning committee as a councillor and there's no doubt about it that planning can be difficult you know people take months to get a planning application even looked at uh, the planning offices are, are snowed under with work they, they just can't cope with it and then uh, you know, when it gets them, they say, well, no, we want you to change this and this and that. And they go back and that's another month's delay. And then it goes for, before the planning committee and the planning committee says, no, we don't want this in our backyard because, um, you know, our residents don't want this this block of flats next to us. And we, we feel that that pub that nobody actually uses is actually a, a, a local treasure. And, you know, we want that pub to be used, but actually they don't go in the pub. Nobody goes in the pub, but suddenly it's become an, a local landmark and it'd be a shame to see that pub go, even though nobody uses it. So when someone applies to put flats there, the, the, there's all sorts of problems. And I've seen applications go before a planning committee and then have to come back. Sometimes it's not refused. It's just deferred. They say, well, we're going to defer this uh, and then they have to come back. And it might be three, six months before it comes back. And so it can go on for months, if not years. Uh, and I've seen, certainly seen an application take two years before it was actually completed. And then if the developer wants to change it, it comes back again. Uh, so so there you go. Um, 
that that could if if they liberalize this planning application make it easier to change shops on secondary parades into flats also to build up to build into this free airspace it will make that easier uh, so hopefully that that will create more opportunities for investors uh, and property developers and this doesn't mean you have to be a massive property developer you can make money from this if you if you know how so if you're interested in getting into property drop me a line charles at charleskelly.net or on 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 facebook messenger and, and we'll put you in touch with one of the many property courses, depending on what you're interested in. Now, I also say, um, will your job be one of those phased out uh, in, in this this post coronavirus period? Because I think million jobs are jobs are going to be lost and, and may never come back as more uh, businesses go into using less offices and, and more automation, more AI, more outsourcing. I think that that will happen. And maybe it's time to start thinking about, well, how am I going to get out of this? How, what am I going to do in the future if my job is phased out? I don't think teachers and nurses and doctors are going to be phased out. But, you know, on the other hand, there are now programs that can diagnose things as fast as a doctor and sometimes even more accurately. Uh, so, so nobody's safe. Lawyers are not safe. There are programs now, AI programs that can, you know, analyze contracts and, and write contracts faster than lawyers could ever do. Uh, so nobody's really safe. So you may need to start thinking about how can you create a second income? How, maybe you can get into property. Maybe you can get into an online business uh, or maybe you can just start a business. I, 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 you know, you've got to start thinking about these things because I, I believe that the economy is changing. There's a new economic paradigm and I don't think things are going to just go back to where they were before. So if you're interested in something, like, just drop me a line. Now, if you're in business or you want to get into business, there's a, there's a free uh, online Business Support Mastermind, uh, which is tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, the 8th of July at 7 p.m. And it will show you how to maximize your business in the next 90 days, look for opportunities, how to market your way through the lockdown and thrive through this instead of just surviving and hanging on and how to maybe pivot your business to, 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 to adapt to this new world of, of work opportunity, if you like. So have a look at that. It's all, I'll, I'll put it up on, on my Facebook page. And, uh, and and here in a, in a few minutes and have a look at that. If you're interested, just click on it. It's a free webinar uh, and you know, no obligation for anything. So do have a look at that. So thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me. Um, and thanks for everyone all over the world who listens to this. Great to see you and great to hear your, your comments. Uh, please keep them coming. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 